the 920 KBEC Podcast Network is presented by the Slow County Real Estate Podcast with House Swayze. Up-to-date information on the local real estate market on your time. New episodes weekly at the podcast link at 920kvec.com and wherever you get your podcasts. California DRE 01111911. on the Central Coast. It is Thursday, December 28th, 2023. I'm Dave Congleton, welcoming you to another edition of Hometown Radio. Hope you're well. Just uh, please, a reminder as we dive into today's show, I just want to remind you of the situation out there. It is uh, along the coast. The waves are coming in very strong and very dangerous. And law enforcement and safety officials are reminding all of us, please, please, please don't get too close to the water. As uh, Craig was just reminding us, it's going to get worse. So just be careful out there. And keep it tuned right here to KVEC. We're here all the way till 7 o'clock. On this broadcast, a little bit of everything. At 4.05, Bill Ostrander is going to uh, be in studio with us. It's an interesting conundrum for Democrats. Uh, by most accounts, the economy is doing well, and yet uh, President Biden can't crack 40% in terms of popularity. W- why is that? What is the disconnect taking place? We'll hear from Bill. We'll hear from you. Dr. James Armstead at 505 looks at the world stage, and he'll pick the winners and losers for 2023. We'll see if you have some as well. Dr. James Papp at 605 has written a wonderful new book about the history of architecture in the county. So we'll salute that as well. It is a Dave Congleton show, always your hometown radio talk show. First up, it has been almost a year since we had a massive flooding up in Atascadero. And perhaps you saw the article in the Tribune earlier this week. The headline screams, Atascadero residents feel abandoned by the city after January floods ruined their homes. One of those Atascadero citizens happens to be Alicia Morin. She joins us now. Alicia, good afternoon. Good afternoon, David. Nice to be in conversation with you, my friend. Although I'm going to confess up front, I was under the assumption that this issue had been resolved long ago. I remember when this initially happened to you, and I just assumed that the powers that be stepped in and took care of everything. I guess not. Well, you would be correct. The powers that be um, happened to be myself in long conversations and paperwork with FEMA and also with SBA. But other than that, I had nothing from anyone at the city. Well, let's take our time and walk through this. Let's uh, go back a year. I know this can't be easy for you. Uh, it was uh, January 9th, 2023, when the rain, rain began. What part of Atascadero are we talking about, Alicia? I'm about, oh, nine or ten houses north of the lake um, on a non-city 
maintained road. Is it a private road? No. Okay. I mean, they just don't. When, when the city um, went from a colony to a city, it decided, okay, we're going to take only so many miles of road, that, and we'll be responsible for those. The rest of the roads are, you know, everybody, every man or woman for themselves. So there are a lot of those roads that um, are used by everyone, but the potholes and the and anything else has you're on your own. Yeah. All right. We'll come back to that. So uh, let's go back to January 9th. Remind our listeners of the events of that day. Well, January 9th was, uh, as people might recall, just a horrific rainstorm. And I think uh, in our area we got like 10 inches um, in one day, something like that. And uh my my longtime friend and um was and I were at home with our three dogs and, and I went into my bedroom to look out and the water was in waves coming into the front in my front lawn and looking across the street at a stream um there were white caps and happened to look down, and my friend Darla said, there's water. We were standing at about an inch of water in my bedroom that breached straight through the house. And so, anyway, I called a dear friend that lives less than a mile away. She came over with her truck and her high boots and helped us carry the necessities out and the animals out. Um, we spent one night at her house. By the time we got out of the house, the water level had risen up to the middle of my tires in my driveway. Mm. And um, then I, I discovered that I knew the water wasn't good because it was a murky, nasty-looking brown. Um, it took me about oh, close to a week to to swallow all of this and get it in my head, and then I called Central Coast Casualty and Restoration, and I've known them for 24 years. They came immediately, and they said, you cannot come back into your home, Alicia, until we get this taken care of. Because of my health as a cancer survivor and COPD patient, um, there was mold already within one week. There, It's a mid-70s house, so there was um, asbestos that needed remediation. And... A mask wasn't going to be adequate for me. No. So now uh, on the tenth, going stepping back a week, I contacted. Um, I started with um, the Hilton Home to Suites, 
and they said, absolutely, you come over. And I said, well, you only have a two-dog max, and bring your third dog. You'll be fine. And they were fabulous. What a wonderful management team and staff. And... um and so we had two queen beds and a kitchenette, and they have a pool, and they have a gym, and they have a laundry, and breakfast every morning. And so it was, you know, a vacation, except it wasn't. <laughs> and we should point out, though, uh, right up front, you did not have homeowner's insurance. I did not. Well, okay. I have homeowner's insurance. I didn't have flood insurance. Fair enough. Why didn't you, and what happened as a result of that? We're in a flood area, and Allstate, when I called them and said, I need your help, they said, sorry, it's a, it's exterior water. We only cover you if the water comes from inside, if you have a broken pipe, as an example. So there I was with no assistance whatsoever from Allstate, and I've been with them for years and years. Are you still with them? Are you still with them? Yeah, for the time being, yes. Hmm. Um, Let me me pause you there. I don't want to get too far behind. Alicia Morin is joining us from Atascadero to give us an update. Almost a year later, the people who went through that uh, enormous flooding in Atascadero, uh, some of them are still trying to find justice, and Alicia is explaining why. We'll pick up the conversation straight ahead on AM 920, FM 96.5 News Talk. KVEC. This is the Dave Congleton Show, always your hometown radio talk show. Always good to be in conversation with Alicia Morin, checking in from Atascadero, following up on a recent article in the Tribune, and why uh, some residents of Atascadero are still trying to get justice for what happened last January with these massive floods. All right, so Alicia, you were laying everything out. You had uh, all the water damage, and you go to the, the hotel, and you're trying to figure out your life. Had you been through... Anything like this before, or was this the first time for you? This is the first, thank goodness. I mean, I've yeah. had pipes break in the house, but yeah. um, not anything like this. All right. So what were you expecting the city to do? What did you want the city of Atascadero to do? Well, at the point that I called them, which was probably two weeks into being in the hotel, um at that point, Los Osos was was rallying around their homeowners, right. Morro Bay yep. also, yep. and not a single word from Atascadero. And there were folks that were also staying at the Hilton, and they had not heard anything, and calls placed went unheard. So... I decided, okay, I'm going to call the mayor and the city manager. And um, actually, I wanted to talk to the mayor, but she got the city manager on. And this is, Ma- this is Mayor Moreno. Correct. Okay. And there was no 
geez, I'm sorry. All that I heard was it's a storm, a lot of rain, um, trees and branches fall in the creeks and and um, spillways, and uh, we can't control that. So my response to that was, but if it had been maintained ahead of time, well, we don't know when the rain's coming. And, and no matter what I said, they had a very quick, we don't know, we couldn't help it, and it was just so agitating and irritating, and I maintained my cool and said goodbye. <laughs> but as I said in the article, if you if I'd been sitting there, their their feet would have been moving backpedaling. There was not, and to date, I've heard nothing from the city saying, "Sorry, you went through all that." The only person that has had any concern is um, Susan Funk. Who's on the Atascadero City Council. Correct. Um, So, go ahead. uh, Well, I was just, I'm trying to pinpoint here, Alicia. So, what is it that you wanted the city of Atascadero to do for you and your neighbors? What was the expectation? All that we wanted, really, was a, an article in the paper, some pictures of the damage, just so that we got some recognition of of the disaster and some assurance that next next year, being now, um, that they would pay attention, that they would get out there and deal with all of the debris that backed up all of the the lake and everything else that caused all the flooding. Well, but, yeah. apparently one of your neighbors, Aaron Spiller, is suing the city. Are you part of that, and do you support, do you support that? I do support it. No, I'm not part of it. His situation, um, much more extreme where his house or portions of, I guess, I haven't read his whole complaint, have fallen into a... a canyon, a, a, a washway, and and it was because of the overflow of water, because there were broken limbs, trees fallen, no maintenance of that city-owned uh, creek or river, whatever it was. Hmm. I can't help but wonder if... This city, like other cities across California, decided not to spend money on preventative maintenance because they didn't have any money. Well, that's probably true. I know that they did relieve a good portion of the uh, public works departments a few years ago. Um, My response to that would be the amount of money that they would have spent to maintain all of this, all of these waterways, big, small, or in between, is certainly, would certainly have been less than the homeowners, we homeowners, are in debt for now. Alicia Morin is on this broadcast on the text line. It sounds to me 
that your guest was looking for some empathy from the city of Tascadero and none was given. Is that a fair assessment, Elisa? Yeah, well, yes. Yes. And and I guess I wanted them to come and at least see what the damage was. Um, FEMA was here and they were going house to house as part of their inspections. I offered my home where they to the city that they could have them come and take pictures and go through the house, and that was never accepted as an offer. Do you know why? No. Hmm. No. It was just. It was just. Uh, yeah, you. You had a flood, and you know, put your big girl pants on and deal with it. it there was just nothing coming from that direction. And you know, I pay taxes. It may be a private road, but I still pay taxes just like everybody else. So it. <clears throat> yes, probably some empathy. <laughs> would have gone a long way. It wouldn't have solved the problem, but it would have been nice. I'm at the 92nd mark, Alicia. So, and I know you're not an expert in this field, but is it your sense is driving around town that the, that the city is doing a better job of keeping things clear and clean? Well, yes, they, they seem to be, although they told me this last week that they had been out. My house is adjacent to a culvert, city-owned and that they had been out and checked it. I looked today, and there's debris in it, not just twigs, but tires and stuff. So um, I'm hoping that now with the publicity that they will go and do something. Have you heard anything since the article came out in the Tribune? No, not from the city. They didn't want to comment it anyway well and we'll explore this more after the news break but as the article in the tribune makes clear we're not and you reference it too alicia we're not just talking about water this is considered grossly contaminated water which implies health risks very much so it isn't just muddy water it is it's um stage it's stage three which contains all sorts of contaminants. All right, let me uh, pause you there. Alicia Moore in, on Hometown Radio, explain to us what's going on, or more to the point, what's not been going on up in Atascadero in nearly a year since they hit with uh, severe flooding. We've got California Headline News and ABC Radio News. Craig updates us with time saver traffic and weather together. Could be more rain on the way. Let's find out. We'll chat more with Alicia and welcome your phone calls and your text messages. All part of today's edition of Hometown Radio. Hello, Strander's on his way. He'll be joining us at 4.05 today. Karen Veely tomorrow picks the top local stories of 2023. Craig and I will be away on Monday for the new year, but then we'll come roaring back on Tuesday. Bob Sachs 
will be our first guest as he is every year. And we'll tell you what kind of uh, year 2024 might be for you. We're continuing our conversation, meanwhile, with longtime Atascadero resident Alicia Morin. You might have seen the article in the Tribune earlier this week. Alicia and uh, fellow neighbors in Atascadero are still trying to cope after the serious flooding took place last January. And Alicia, as we continue with you, uh, pulling from the article, one of the other homeowners up there, uh, Jamie Lind, told the Tribune, quote, so many people were affected, so I really just assumed that the city would be stepping in and directing and helping us understand, letting us know what happened, and there was really no response at all from the city. That seems to echo what you've been saying thus far. Exactly. Exactly. And I met them. They were they were also staying at the hotel. And a very nice young couple with a four-year-old son. Um, and the only, truly, the only help we got was FEMA and, uh, and FEMA. And in order to, in order to get that, we had to go down to San Luis, which was fine, to the vet hall and um, where all of the there were non-profits there were government agencies there there were just so many people there to help SBA FEMA and um, but the city was just absent hmm. so jump ahead where are you today how long were you out of your house I was out of the house for seven and a half months and what's your house like now today? It's it's three and a it's three quarters put back together. There are still quite a few boxes in in the um, in the garage. Um, I'm attacking them one box at a time. If it has anything to do with clothing um, or any material, it has to be washed because of the the fibers uh, that are still hanging around. And I start coughing immediately. Um, so and one thing, I, I still haven't found my iron. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> how, how much money are you out? Um, well... I'm out about eighty six thousand, well plus nine thousand. I have a loan. SBA came through or come has a personal property loss loan program, um, and so I was able to get eighty six thousand from them, and um, it's at a very very low interest rate. It's a thirty year note my payments start in march and uh, and that's a good deal except that that adds a second onto my home yep and um the nine thousand dollars that i just put out for for work on my yard uh, to divert any running water um came out of my my savings so my savings seems to be dwindling i have a text coming in here let me condense this down 
basically the listener is suggesting that government did respond to you, but it was the federal government, not the city government. And that this person seems to be suggesting that the city just stepped aside and let FEMA do the job. Right. Exactly. Um, with, with, as I've said, being repetitive, with no concern for any of us. When was the last time you had any contact with the city of Atascadero? Uh, two weeks ago, I called the Public Works and left actually two different messages, no return call, and then I finally found a live person, and she said that she would make certain that the team went out and looked at the adjacent culvert and the creek across the street that runs under the road and into the culvert. And um, so I thanked her, and I thought it was done, but looking in it, in the culvert today, there's uh, a lot of debris. So that is going to get backed up and um, not make its way out to uh, 41 as it runs down down 41. More rain on the way. Right, exactly. Exactly. So, so it's, it's scary. Well, <laughs> I, talk, I don't like rain anymore. Yeah, well, and we mentioned right before the news break that we're not just talking about water. We're talking about what officials call, quote, grossly contaminated water. And you also mentioned your own health concerns with COPD. How's your health been since all this went down? It's It's pretty good as long as I am careful when I'm going through... Um, into the garage because that wasn't treated. The rest of the house had the guys in white suits come in and and did all of that. They took about four feet of wall out all throughout the house. Um, And so as long as I'm careful in the garage and, and then, as I said, if I'm unpacking anything, I have to immediately wash it steam it, anything. All right, let's take a call. Let's take a call. We've got Grant on KVEC. Hi, Grant. Hi. Hi. How are you today? We're good. How are you, sir? Pretty good. What's up? I just had a question. Uh, What area uh, would this be on or what street? You were saying earlier, Alicia, you're a couple blocks north of the lake? Well, no, I'm actually about nine houses north of the lake. Okay. Oh, what, what street would it be? Um, Amapoa, and I'm sorry, that's the street next to me. <laughs> did, when, did you buy that house uh, recently? 24 years ago. Did the agent tell you anything about that area, about flooding then? Uh, that there had been flooding, but since they put that... Um, I want to say, damn, up at the lake, that there hadn't been any since then. And we've had some big storms in the 24 years, but nothing like this. Again, everything uh-huh. flowed out, but not everything. Not time. So it so it comes down the street and then just goes into your house? Yes. Because I remember years ago seeing a picture of a house in the Tascadero News, 
and it showed a person with sandbags around the house, and they were bucketing water out of that. Um, they were bucketing water out of that uh, area in the house uh, to keep it out. But uh, uh, yeah, well, we couldn't it's keep a shame up with that, it. It was, it, it was so hopefully in that maybe would FEMA maybe help you get that uh, get some kind of a wall in there or something to protect it. No, they gave me all that they're going to give, <clears throat> which was twenty one thousand dollars, and that didn't go very far, frankly. But better oh. than nothing. Well, I'm really sorry to hear about that. And uh, and I know I've seen pictures of those, and that's really a shame. And I'm sorry. So, oh, thank you so uh, much, Grant. We appreciate hope, the call. Hope you do well. Thank you very much for calling in. If you want to join in the conversation, Alicia, feel free to eight zero five five four three eight eight three zero or eight hundred five four nine five eight three two. Before Grant's call, we we're talking about health risks and um, the Lint family. Lint family. Her son had a sinus infection and severe eye infection that sometimes left him unable to open his eyes. Photos taken by the Lynn family shared with the Tribune showed the child had red, swollen eyes, flushed cheeks after exposure to flood water after the storm. It was a severe eye infection. Yeah, that little guy was just constantly sick. It was really sad. You know how he is today? Uh, no, I have not seen them. Um, I got a text from them to let me know that we were going to be doing Tribune article, but um, no, I haven't. All right, Alicia Morin's on this broadcast one year after the flooding up in Atascadero. How are things? Perhaps you saw the article earlier this week in the Tribune. They're not happy. We'll come back for a final segment. We're live, we're local, we're hometown. This is the Dave Congleton Show, always your hometown radio talk show. If you want in on this conversation with Lisa Morin, we need to hear from you now, please. 805-543-8830 or 800-549-5832. As Alicia updates us updates us on the situation at Tascadero almost a year after the severe flooding and all the damage it did to her house, Wondering where the empathy was from the city of Atascadero. So as we begin this final segment, Alicia, what happened? I mean, looking back, would you do anything differently? Well, first of all, I wouldn't leave laundry on the floor in my bedroom closet. Because <laughs> <laughs> everything had to be thrown out. That was a floor level. Um, I have um, cloths. Furniture, sofa, chairs, and stuff, that had to be steam cleaned. Um, everything was taken out of the house, every, every, everything, and packed and put in those train containers, two of them in my yard. Um, and so that stuff had to be, the furniture had to be steam cleaned in order to come back in the house. Um, the only thing I can su- 
say is be prepared. You know, I had no idea that um, I would have to pack up and and go. My friend with whom I share the house lost all of her life's photographs and and collectible books. Um, you just never know what what is of importance, and so take care of those things. Get them up off the ground or lower shelves or uh, you, you went, know you did go and get flood insurance right yes uh, with the sba loan they required it and the government with sba has um, a lower cost flood insurance policy that you can take out and uh, which i i didn't know about um anybody can get it and um, so if you don't have flood insurance and you don't want to pay thousands and thousands of dollars a year, uh, mine is under 3000 for my home. And, and it's well worth it to me, of course, now. Hindsight's always wonderful. But, um, you know, there are sections of the county where you can't get insurance. Yeah. On the text line, I remember Congressman Carbajal, Assemblymember Addis, and Supervisor Gibson assessing the damage from the storms last January. Perhaps your guest should reach out to them for assistance, as they seem to be concerned with the problem back then. Well, I appreciate that information, and I will. Coincidentally, today I received an email from the county um, emergency services. How can they help? I don't know where that came from. Um, was it specifically? Somebody, was it specifically to you? Yes, it said, "Hi, Alicia. How can we help you?" I suspect that came off the Tribune article. They probably saw be. you in the paper. Oh no, we better go help this woman. She's going to the media. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-oh. By the way, where did you stay for seven and a half months that you weren't able to get into your house? Uh, at Homes Two Suites in the north part of Atascadero. It's a Hilton property. Seven and a half months? Well, I guess it's six and a half. It, it just, just feels like yeah, seemed 17. Like, it it seems like longer. <laughs> Yeah, yes. I know that. Well, I also find it interesting because you you mentioned you were disappointed in Mayor Moreno, uh, and you singled out Susan Funk, and these are the two candidates in the District Five supervisor race. Uh, that's a coincidence. Yeah, but is it a campaign issue? Oh well, I don't think that's how Susan works, but it could be. I don't know. I've run into her at, in, in private situations and yeah. was able to tell her. Right. So, but, but I'm just saying that if you've got two candidates running for supervisor, one's a city council member and one's a mayor, and you've had this recent situation where some of you are disappointed in how the city responded, I would think that that would be a legitimate issue in the campaign. Well, that could be. hadn't thought of it that way, but 
you're probably right. Mm. Well, you are always right. Yeah, that's so. it. yeah. <laughs> thanks, Alicia. <laughs> uh, uh, any other any other lessons that you would remind people? I mean, if if nothing else out of this conversation, because we have more rain on the way, and January is going to be a heavy month. February as well. People need to be thinking about this stuff. Where we put our belongings and what's our exit strategy and where's all the paperwork exactly did you have all that i didn't think of the paperwork um the people that went in friends that went in early on to take stuff out packaged all of that for me i hadn't even thought about that stuff you know you're in such a state of uh, shock. Now what? What am I going to do now? And uh, where am I going to live? And what about this? And what about that? So it's well, David. You've been through a fire. You know how upsetting it is. Oh yeah, and it stays with you. Uh, yeah. l- a listener is texting with a question, wanting to know basically how many houses are we talking about? How many houses were affected by the flooding? Well, I believe that Central Coast Casualty worked all together on, I think it was about 600 throughout the county. But in our immediate area, there were like 30 that were severely da- damaged. Now, my house was the worst on my, worst on my street. Um, there were several others. But the couple next door to me just bought their house, a brand-new baby. And they got quite a bit of damage, but they were able to do the repairs themselves. That's a talented couple. Huh? That's a talented couple. Yes. Yes. So. Yeah. Well, Alicia, I mean, how are you feeling coming up on the anniversary? The first anniversary of a traumatic event is often challenging for people. There's probably going to be a margarita in my near future. (laughs) 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 Um, You know, it still comes back. I had a hard time with the first rainstorm that we got last week. Um, makes me nervous. Well, I can certainly imagine that. We uh, so appreciate you joining us. We glad we're glad that you survived, and um, let's let's hope that uh, the city of Atascadero, where they have lots of nice people in City Hall, have an empathy check here. What do you want to say in closing? Thank you, first of all, Dave, for this and. Um, folks, just take care of yourselves. You'd never know what the next catastrophe might be. Certainly not expected in my life. And um, and Happy New Year, everyone. Yeah, keep moving forward. Focus yes. on the good. It could be good. worse. All right, Alicia, thanks for joining us. Happy New Year. Alicia Morin checking in from Atascadero. And I know many of you have been in a similar situation. And you're just kind of like, oh, geez, does anybody care? And she's absolutely right. Um, our good friend Gary J. Freiberg was involved when the flooding uh, hit Los Osos. The community there rallied and they raised all sorts of money and they had an event and they're, hey, are you okay? 
And what I'm hearing up in Atascadero is that it was sort of a different approach. So uh, we'll stay connected to that. Speaking of staying connected, before the news, let me just remind you and invite you to please stay connected to us here at KVEC. Best way to do that is to sign up for the KVEC Daily Update. Presented by the Slow County Real Estate Podcast with Hal Swayze. It's a really good deal. Every weekday morning, we'll shoot you an email. Have uh, Scott Taylor local news headlines, our complete local weather forecast, and my schedule on Hometown Radio. So you will know in advance who's coming on the show, what time, and the general topic. It could not be any easier. Just go to 920kvec.com. Sign up for the KVEC Daily Update. It is one more way we all stay connected. I remind you that Craig and I will be away on uh, Monday for the New Year's. We hope you just have uh, a wonderful New Year's. There's still some tickets left to see Opera Slow. I appreciate all the emails that I have been getting from you about the uh, singers we had yesterday from Opera Slow doing the Songs from Phantom of the Opera. Podcast is up at 920kvc.com if you missed it. But you really seemed to enjoy that, and we enjoyed presenting it to you. Very talented singers. You can hear more of that Sunday night at the pack. So scoop up those remaining tickets, and let's go have a good time. Off we go. We've got ABC Radio News. Craig is back with more time-saver traffic and weather together. Bill Ostrander is in the house. Why, oh, why... Doesn't President Biden get more credit in the polls for an improving economy? We'll try to sort it out and hear from you. This is Hometown Radio. The 920 KBEC Podcast Network is presented by the Slow County Real Estate Podcast with House Swayze. Up-to-date information on the local real estate market on your time. New episodes weekly at the podcast link at 920kvec.com and wherever you get your podcasts. California DRE 01111911.